0: save I did less like a workhorse or like a slave. I thought that one quick moment that was noble or brave would be worth the most of my life. So I pointed my fingers, shouted few quotes I knew. As if something that's written should be taken is true. But every path that I've taken and conclusion I drew would put truth back. That Continues to help. Is anyone that's making anything new only break something else? When?
1: Good morning. How's everyone doing? This is now the third. Let me know how the audio is. Am I blowing out your ears? This is now the third place that I've recorded the morning show from. So we're in studio B at John Boy Media headquarters. Not studio one. I did one show from there. We're in the second studio, which the plan is for this to become where I do this from when I'm at the office. We just got to figure it out. Um,. So that's that. Got some iced coffee because I got it on the road. Excited about that. Confusing setup. We'll see how it goes. But before we even start, the comments on yesterday's episode on YouTube are outstanding. If you ever hear something on this show and you want more info, the comment section usually provides it, which is really, really cool. you guys see this big-ass pimple coming in my nose? Like Rudolph. It's very tender. I don't like it. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, so thanks to everyone that participated and kept the conversation going on a lot of topics. Like, I'm going down rabbit holes, usually the night before, the morning of this show, and I talk about what I found. Not a long study session. And then, you know, some people live in those rabbit holes and they go to the comments and they explain it. And usually when you go to YouTube comment section, it's nothing but bullshit and nonsense and people hating on the very thing that they're commenting. But it was awesome yesterday. So, uh, that's really cool little community that, uh, we have anyway. Good morning to everyone who we got in here. A lot of people, Josh, Norm, Abe, Mason, Jill, Galen Brown's home phone using their home phone. Troy. Uh, there's a lot of people. What's up? In Periscope, we got Kyle. Hayden. Hayden said, I don't appreciate the Columbus slander on baggage yesterday. I slandered Christopher Columbus or Columbus, Ohio. I don't know. Uh I don't know which one I slandered. I don't remember what I said. I apologize. But also, I don't know what I said. Um, all right. Morning. Let's see what's going on in Facebook. Good morning from Atlantic City, Maine. What's up? Uh, yeah. How's everyone doing? Let's see what we got on the table for today. John Boy Media, we got Talking Yanks. We did voicemail session yesterday. Talked about the the letter. And all that stuff. John One Jake Radio we will be recording in an hour. We gotta take all the equipment that I just put in Studio B and put it back into Studio One. That'll be fun. Laughs from the Past. We talked about America's first serial killing family. The bloody Benders. The Bender family lived in Kansas and people would be traveling west and stop at like the bed and breakfast that the Benders had, and then they disappear forever. So, really fucked up story. We had a lot of fun with it. Pinstripe Strong, Talking Folk did, um Baxter covered Mac Miller. I didn't get to listen to it, but I'm truly interested in that. And then Sequence Today, we have, what the hell is the Sequence Today? Sequence, we have, oh, Stephen Vogt. I believe in Stephen Vogt. I believe in Stephen Vogt. Stephen Vogt joined. I think he did it from the catching perspective, which is really, really interesting to me. So check out sequence. I once attended a wedding with Stephen Vogt. He doesn't know it, but I was there, and he was there, and uh, I think he left early. So that's that. All right, I said this yesterday, but today's town and player are not random. They were suggested by Zach Gaines. He sent them in to Producer Luke on Instagram. So, Zach, thanks for getting involved and participating and and helping with the show. Love the engagement. Also, you sent over some pretty damn interesting things. So the weather today in Times Beach, Missouri is 60 degrees and sunny. But if you notice the font on Times Beach is off, it's because I had to make that because Times Beach doesn't exist anymore. It's crazy. It's a really cool story. So, this is where Time this is what Times Beach is now. Oh, I got to take the RGB transition off. This is what Times Beach is now. If we zoom in on it, it is this area. This triangle was the town of Times Beach right on the river here. And it is just nothing. Now it's a park and a landfill, and they actually made a landfill out of houses and scrap yards of the old town. It's crazy. Like uh, let me find there's a picture in this article. Boom. There's that same slice of land in a uh, in a different from a different angle. And this, here we have houses and streets and trucks or buses or dumpsters, whatever the hell that is. Um, just, yeah. Houses all over, right on the wither, right on the wither. I said, uh, you know, when I, my R's turned to W's, they're fucking making fun of me. I had to go to a trailer as a kid. Sometimes they slip. Anyway, that's what Times Beach used to look like. And now, like we had it, where was it? So This is what it used to look like. This is what it looks like now. Just that was from a different angle. So what happened? Pretty fucking crazy. They had dusty gravel streets, all right? They had dusty gravel streets, and they paid... They paid this dude, what was his name? They paid this dude, his name was, so look at them fixing the streets right there. That's like after the fact. They paid this dude named Russell Bliss to spray oil on the roads to keep the dust down. He applied an oil to the roads to keep the dust down, but he mixed in a chemical waste with the oil because a chemical plant paid him to dispose of their chemical waste. So they paid him, and he just mixed the chemical waste in the oil and sprayed it all over this town. And they say people were walking barefoot in it, people lived in it, and all this shit. Um, In in addition to polluting the roadways of Times Beach, Bliss also sprayed the dioxin-laced oil on several dozen other sites in the area the lives of 800 families that lived in Times Beach turned upside down in December of 1982. And I I was reading that this happened a lot. Chemical waste plants were paying smaller companies to dispose of their waste. And there was one in Vancouver. No, 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 no. Canada somewhere that got fucked by it as well. So in February of 1983, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Announced a buyout of Times Beach. Structures were bulldozed and buried. The contaminated soil was scooped up and incinerated. The cleanup took 14 years and cost $110 million. Hundreds of homes are now in the landfill, plus four churches, assorted businesses, and even the Times Beach water tower are in the landfill that is now a park that you can visit. And there's a plaque there. Uh, So this is the landfill. Crazy that a town of 800 families can just dissolve. Caution, hazardous waste site. Here's another picture of uh, what it is now. It's not what it was then. It also flooded a lot from the river. But they said they could live with the floods. They could live with the floods, but it was the chemicals. Uh, An old road. Let's see. I think that's the same... Woman as, yes, same woman. She was head of the something. Which is a really, really respectful way to talk about her. Head of the something. I apologize. Caution. Isn't that crazy? Look at these houses. These were some of the last houses standing in the town. This person said, I'd live there again. No questions asked. I guess it's not contaminated anymore. It's fucking nuts, man. Oh, that's a cooler picture. That's uh, the same angle. There's a bunch of articles on it and other towns that it happened to. This was the last house standing. The last house occupied in Times Beach was at 8 Elm Street, where George and Ida Lorraine Klein lived in November 1985. They were hoping for a higher buyout offer. I mean, that's kind of... A shitty position to be put in. Like, you're like getting contaminated as you hold out. Crazy story. Never heard of it. So, anyone from Missouri or that was alive back then, I was not. Tell us more. Seems super crazy. Like, where did everyone go? Do they have, they should have like, did they have like a 10 year reunion like block party, like in a made up block? It's nuts. So, that is, that was, that was, I should say, the town of Times Beach, Missouri. Crazy story that I just kind of like dove on to the surface level. I'm sure there's much more, there's got to be a book written about it. I'm sure there's much more fascinating stuff. But, that's what we got here. Way too quiet first. And that's all I had to say about that. Next up, also... Also from Zach suggested that we talk about Bobolinsky, baseball's first Playboy pitcher. Bo Bobolinsky <laughs> made the most out of the littlest in baseball history. In his first in his first seven games, I believe he got six wins and he threw a no hitter in his first ever start. And he was playing in LA and the no hitter just blew up his fame. And he just became basically like he, – he said when he got drafted to play baseball he didn't even like baseball. It was just like, you know, I'll go play, I guess. And no one liked him in the minors. All his coaches hated him and all that. And he was like a playboy. And he be, once he threw that no-hitter in his fourth-ever start, he just, like, lived the Hollywood lifestyle. Just drove around in big cars, dated models, was at uh, Hollywood parties, playboy mansion, married – a Playboy model. Mary uh, dated all the Playboy models. Um, incredible. It, it, his quote here says, My only regret is that I can't sit in the stands and watch myself pitch. Which is, how about that? Um, Playing baseball seemed only incidental, said Belinsky in retirement. I was just on a mad whirl day and night. Pretty nuts to be a professional pitcher and like be like, I don't even... I don't even fucking care, man. This is just a means to the end. When they asked about who he wants to, like, about all his female companionship and all the girls he's been dating, his quote in the newspaper was, what I'm looking for is one with dough. I need a poor one like Custer needed more Indians, which is fitting because we talked about Custer and uh, Native Americans yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. Yeah, so uh, what I'm looking for is a girl with dough. I need a poor one like Custer needed more Indians. He got his wish more than a decade later when he married Jane Weyerhauser, the Harris to Weyerhauser paper fortune in 1975. Both the aforementioned marriages ended in divorce. My philosophy of life, Belinsky said, that's easy. If music be the food of love, by all means, let the band play on. If music be the food... Of love, is that just a uh, is that just a roundabout way in of saying like have fun, do what you want to do in life? Fucking get it. Uh, what else did I write down? I was reading about this. Even Bolinsky's mother seemed ill at ease with her son's predilection predilection for glitz and glamour, but wasn't surprised. Bo likes money, she said, but he doesn't work hard to get it. He's always been that way. He was a kid with high ideas and low pockets. Thanks, mom. Appreciate it. Bo probably agreed. I mean, it sounds like he agreed. Um, it's been a ball. Bolinsky once said about his career in baseball: there isn't one regret, not one. I've been there. I've done everything. I've heard the buglers. I've lived enough for two lives. So that's cool. Uh, let's go look at his. Let's go look at his stats a little bit. So I gotta fix this. Hold on. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Balinski, positive war in his career, huge. So he pitched for the Angels when he was 25, 26, 27 as a a starter. And then he got traded to the Phillies. They put him on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he got traded to the Phillies. And it looks like he started as a starter, then went to the Penn. Then he went to Houston, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He only has twenty eight career wins. They say he made the most out of all of them. His his uh, debut was super impressive. Pitching, nineteen sixty two game log. Are we going to talk about Matt Harvey in the same way? Is Matt Harvey the 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 is Matt Harvey the most recent comp to Bo Belinsky? Like, Matt Harvey came on the scene and was awesome. He probably, you know, he was better than Belinsky's stats. Belinsky, after, like, two years, was a bad pitcher. Matt Harvey had a longer run than that. He lasted through, like, basically arbitration being good. But he was dating models. He was brass. He was saying big things. He had all this, like, bravado, and then it kind of just went tumbling down, and now he's uh, desperate to play in the KBO and stuff. Is that the most recent comp? I know it's not a I know it's not like a, a spot on. Harvey did more. Uh but you know, pitchers that come up and just like dominate and then flame out. That's why you always got to see a pitcher go through the 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 rotation the league twice. That's what I was saying about Paddock last year. Like let him go through twice. Um uh let's see. In his first start, he went six innings pitch, two earned runs, five hits. In his second start, nine innings pitched, four hits, one earned run. His third start wasn't that great. Only five and a third, six hits. Gave up a home run. His fourth start, he no-hits the Baltimore Orioles on May 5th. Then he has another good one. Then a clunker, but right after the clunker, he comes back with a nine innings pitched, two hits, zero earned runs. So let's do the calculation there. Through his first... Through his first seven starts, he had, where's the numbers that we want to look at? Through his first seven starts, he had a 2.42 ERA, uh, a 161 batting average against, 41 strikeouts, and seven starts. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then when's it balloon? I mean, he ended the season with a 3-5-6. That's pretty good for making 33 starts. He had another complete game, one earned run later on against Kansas City. Pretty good first year. But second year, he's got to be super famous. Oh, it looks like he got hurt halfway through. He only pitched in April and May of the second year. And then came back in September. And did he even have a uh, nine innings pitch, four hits? That's a good start. He was a lefty, and he threw hard, I believe, was the scouting report. Um, there's a big article here about him. Pat Jordan recalls Bo Blinsky, a modern-day athlete from a bygone era. And there were some stories in here that I were skimmed by and that were cool, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to find them without taking a while. There's his windup. Looks weird. That first image looks weird his, his knee is up But his hands are like Out in front of his knees Hmm uh, Okay Get to a story I met Bo in 1972 Two years after he left baseball He was still handsome then Although a little dissipated Hmm He's from Trenton, New Jersey I just want a cool story Bo was living in a cat house in the Hollywood Hills. Women, women sunbathed topless by the pool. Bo and I sat on a sofa drinking vodka at 10 a.m. Bo, oblivious to those bare-breasted women I gawked at. Bo never chased pussy. He attracted it as if he had a scent that drove women wild. Strange men rang the doorbell, came inside. A woman came in from the pool and let the men upstairs. It's him and his wife, I think. Bo told me stories. This time he was drunk with a playmate named Joe Collins, who eventually became his wife. While they drove down Sunset Boulevard in his lipstick red Cadillac convertible, and she said something that annoyed him, so he ripped off her wig and threw it in the street. The time he climbed out of a team hotel room window after bed check, partied with Anne Margaret until 5 a.m., then pulled up in a taxi to his hotel, only to discover it was on fire. Everyone, including his manager, was standing on the sidewalk in their pajamas, watching as Bo stepped out of the taxi. The next day, he was back in the minors. That adds up. That adds up, Bo. I mean, what's the fucking luck that you sneak out and there's a fire so it forces everyone to see you when you get back home at 5? Like, fuck that fire. Bo had to be so mad. If it wasn't for that damn fire, I'd still be in the majors. That's what Bo was telling his minor league teammates it wasn't for that damn fire. Oh, next paragraph. Bo liked the minors. He had more freedom there. No one watched him like a hawk. Only the girls were different. They weren't movie stars, waitresses or barmaids. Um, not, they were waitresses and barmaids. One year, Bo played in Pensacola in the D League. He roomed with two other left-handed pitchers, Steve Barber and Steve Dalkowski. They were the hardest-throwing, wildest pitches, pitchers in baseball. On the field and off it. Uh, I don't want to, I mean, this is a good article. We can link it in the description. After dinner, we went to the candy store. While we drank at a table, men and women came up to Bo, smiling, shaking his hand, as if they were having an audience with a, what's that word? Potent, potentate, 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 what's that word? Potential candidate, potentate. A monarch or ruler, especially in autocratic one interesting um anyway yeah so he married joe collins so good suggestion zach crazy interesting career i bet there's a book about him as well if you look at like the google images wow the morning show comes up hell yeah good job seo Pictures of him and his wife This was his wife I don't know if that's his wife Or he just dated her Sam And you gotta remember He's from Trenton, New Jersey So you gotta think of him With like a thick He was definitely putting on A thick fake New Jersey Italian accent For sure There's no way he didn't talk like Especially in the 50s, 60s I wonder if there's an interview Bo Belinsky, Interview um, no, no. A documentary review. No, nope, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for an interview. And eh, it looks like it doesn't do it. it. looks like it doesn't exist. Bo Belinsky. Fuck, dude. Bo Belinsky's SEO is so bad that. The top thing that shows up when you search it. I mean, I know that it's live right now is this fucking show. It's really good for us. We don't really have good SEO. Sad but true. Astro's pitcher who chooses Playboy. Is that him? He was an instant celebrity in L.A. Started dating some of Hollywood's... I want to hear him talk. What the fuck? Guys in the TV? Don't need to do all that. Don't need to do all that to be... Entertaining? Just talk. Um, all right. Looks like we're not going to find it. He married Joe Collins. And we're all happy for him. Good job. Good job, Bo. So that's Bo Balinski. Really cool story. Next up, we're doing the book portion of the show. And we've got Black Diamonds by Joseph Murphy. That's not Joseph Francis. Fucking Joseph Francis Murphy. I guess that name doesn't roll off the tongue for me. And backtrack, backtrack. Okay, we're still talking about Bo. We're still talking about Bo. All right, that was Bo Bolinski. And that's all I had to say about that. Now we're going to talk about the book portion of the show. We got Black Diamonds by Joseph Francis Murphy. Which... The only reason I'm doing this is because I came to the office and I finished the Wild West book. I finished Wild Bill. Um, now I'm reading Swing Kings by Jared Diamond, but it's hardcover, so I'm not going to bring that around. I hate hardcover. So the uh, we have a ton of books at the office, but they're all baseball and sports books, which I can get to, but they're in the other room. This was just in this room because I bought it at one point and I was back pocket walking it around and reading it. Uh, it's book of poems by, uh, I don't know, who Joseph Francis. I mean, I definitely just picked up this book at a used bookstore and said, yeah, I'll give this a shot. This was published in 1971 and received both critical and popular acceptance. The book is now in its third printing. So first person to comment a page number. I will. We will read whatever's on that page and discuss it together. How fun. It, it only goes up to 60, one through 60. Here we go. I'm checking the Periscope, and uh, where's the fucking Facebook machine? Facebook, where you at? 72, Jill. 72, Jill said 72. Wait, it only goes to 60. 52, okay. switch, Quick switch by Jill. We're going to 52. It's a very short one. Cool. Very short. Very short. It's called uh, To Fear. Dear Mother. I can't read it like that. To Fear. Dear Mother. Uh, weary of your child. Take down the blinds. Unbolt the door. Too many hearts have you exiled. Too many phantoms cross your floor. Unsheath the sword... That slants the wall, let sunlight in and go upstairs, but come down quickly when we call and bring your book of awful prayers. Okay. To fear. Basically just, is the mom too scared and fearful of everything? And they're like, let your baby live. Why don't you go get some fucking rest and come down when we call you? Uh, or is it just to fear in general? Wary of your child, take down the blinds, unbolt the door. So like open the windows, open the door. Too many hearts have you exiled. You're not letting, you're not letting yourself and the world. You're not letting your, not giving yourself to the world or letting the world. So you too many phantoms cross your floor. So phantom fears, I guess, scared of ghosts and scared of whatever. Unsheath the sword that slants the wall. That's a that's a, too much going on in that sentence for me. Um, unsheath the sword that slants the wall. Is that like there's a sword hanging on the wall, like slanted, like how you would put a sword on display? And he's like, take that off and go fucking attack. Let sunlight in and go upstairs, but come down quickly when we call and bring your book of awful prayers. Oh, this poem rhymed? I don't think I read it like it rhymed. Definitely fucking rhymed. Dear mother, weary of your child, take down the blinds, unbolt the door. Too many hearts have you exiled. Too many phantoms cross your floor. Unsheath the sword that slants the wall. Let sunlight in and go upstairs, but come down quickly when we call and bring your book of awful prayers. I think he's just saying just quit being a little bitch. Reminds me of uh Joan Cusack in the show Shameless. She's one of those people that's scared of the world and just stays inside her house, scared of everything. The character on that show. I'm guessing that's what he's talking about. Live life. Go outside. The sword is light, okay. John Boy sounds like a third grade teacher. Yeah, kinda do, right there, man. Kind of do. We're all figuring it out. Um, read it like a slam poem. Mm, nah. John Boy, congrats on all the big events the last few days. Thanks, man. Dyed my hair. Got a puppy. Got engaged. The office is back up and running. We got uh We got blinds put on in the office. Huge pimple coming into my nose. Lots going on. Lots going on. Anyway, I think we're done. I think we're out. What time is it? 9.35? I got to do John Moin Jake Radio at 10, but we got to set up. I think that's all. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, And I will be back tomorrow morning. I don't know where. Don't know if it'll be at my apartment or here. But if you're looking for more entertainment... We got a laugh from the past today. We got talking Yanks today. John Boyne Jack radio will be coming up soon. I can give you a little preview of the topics we're going to be talking about. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the notes. Let's go to the notes. John Boyne Jake radio, MLB return. Kyrie leading group. Baker Mayfield says he will kneel. Uh, Zeke Elliott positive for Corona. Florida man arrested for attempting to barbecue child molesters. A married couple waiting for children didn't realize they needed to have sex first. (laughs) That can't be true. Uh, Harvey Weinstein deformed penis has been explained, I guess. This is my first time reading these headlines. We'll cover that on John Jake Radio, so I don't want to dive too deep into those. That's the end of the show. I forgot my intro. Fuck. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate that. This was the morning show. It's bite-sized information of everything I like. I like geography. I like history. I like books. I like music. And I like baseball. And it's just little quick rabbit holes that I dive in. It's all of my interest. It's not really catered to anyone at all. So I understand if you're like, what the fuck is this show? This is so random. I'm not into it. You're not insulting me. That's totally cool. But to people that do listen, which is a growing number across all platforms, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, the podcast app. It's growing like crazy. It's becoming cool. Like I said, the comment section was awesome on on yesterday's episode. If you have information to add, add it. No need to be snarky about it either. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just going through, quickly going into the rabbit holes. If, If you live down there and you have better information, fire away. Fire away. Fire away is a song by the band... That we listened to today Dawes So maybe I'll play that As the outro Instead of The song That we opened with Wow Because I just said That phrase naturally So fire away Alright See you guys to keep you Company for the
0: ride There's something wrong With a goodbye In the middle of the day So pretend still sitting at your side, and if you want to talk about all the differences between the shackle and the man, or if you've got reasons no one ever let you say, fire away.